USQ Steam in Action, a podcast series designed to challenge the way you view Steam, encourage you to reimagine this integrated approach to your classroom, and inspire you to enhance your students' 21st century learning skills. A series of stories from educators for educators. Creativity and creative thinking seem to be very popular in the bingo game that is educational buzzwords at the moment. While as educators, we know this is important and we want to promote skill development in this creative space, we might feel a bit at a bit of a loss about how to achieve this A, amongst the crowded curriculum we grapple with, and B, in ways that are authentic, meaningful, and appropriately challenging to our learners. I'm Ange Fitzgerald, I'm Associate Professor in Science Curriculum and Pedagogy, and a member of the enthusiastic STEM Ed team here at USQ. And I must say, what a treat to have you um, involved on board as part of this USQ STEAM in Action podcast, a space for challenging what is possible in the STEAM, science, technology, engineering, arts and maths disciplines, and how it can be a driver for creativity. Today, I'm actually going to be a bit lazy. I'm actually going to throw it over to my lovely colleague, Dr. Katie Burke, who will support us on this learning journey. Hey, Katie, you there? Hi, Ange. I'm currently at Riverside Christian College in Meribara, Queensland. I'm privileged to be with three energetic and passionate educators, Jim Hadfield, Christy Matthew, and Larry McEwen. Together, this team are taking the call to prepare their learners for the 21st century seriously. We've consequently developed and implemented a really exciting and transformational approach to the Riverside Year 8 and 9 programs. I'll give a little bit of background and then we'll get into a bit of a chat with the team. So after attending professional development in problem-based learning, or PBL, back in 2016, the team were really convinced that the traditional industrial model of education was not a good fit for most of their learners. And they really left this conference excited and fired up to implement PBL. So that approach where their students would gain knowledge and skills by working for an extended period of time to investigate and respond to authentic, engaging, complex questions or challenges. However, while the team really loved the idea of PBL, their knowledge of their learners meant they also recognised PBL may not be an ideal fit. I won't give away too much of what the team are going to discuss, but their, their response to their unique context led to their development of their own creative implementation of a PBL-based approach. So this is called corporate-based learning, or CBL. In a similar vein to PBL, CBL engages learners in interdisciplinary, authentic problems or challenges. However, a key focus is upon students fulfilling roles, often seen in the corporate world, and a scaffolding this collaborative process is a key component of the approach. But enough from me, let's hear from the team. So can we begin by getting you to provide a little further detail about what you're doing here at Riverside and what motivated you to undertake this approach? But rather than hear this from me, let's hand over to the team. So can we begin by getting you to describe what you're doing at Riverside and what motivated you to try this approach? Sure. So about 18 months ago, um, we started on a mission to cater for the needs of our students more effectively in terms of where they are now, but also preparing them for the future in the rapidly changing world we live in. Um, we've come up with a new structure called CAP21, which is Cooperative Authentic Productions, focusing on 21st century skills. 
Uh, it's born from the traditional PBL or problem-based learning, uh, which is a method of learning and teaching which allows students to focus on how and what they'll learn. In a modified version of this structure, students are given corporate-based roles uh, within their team. These corporate roles are uh, uh, CEO, secretary, research and development manager and human resources manager, which is obviously modelled off the business world. They give students unique responsibilities for the team and the creation of the end product. And students rotate through these roles uh, during the course of the year, so they're exposed to all different responsibilities as they go through the four terms. In the groups of four, they'll meet individual benchmarks that help create a final product at the end of each term. A highly structured reflection and review process allows team disagreements to play out in a safe environment as well as assists uh, us in differentiation of grades for both academic outcomes and their 21st century learning skills, collaboration, communication, creativity and critical thinking. Roles are explicitly taught prior to the task being presented and then along the way, seminars have been allocated for individual roles that students can attend to help with the acquisition of not only knowledge and understanding of the topic, but the 21st century skills as well. Students are expected to walk away from this process armed with better communication and collaboration, creativity and critical thinking skills, and the readiness for senior college as well as the workforce, um, while covering all aspects of the Australian curriculum for Year 8. In terms of what motivated us to do this originally, I mentioned right at the start we wanted to cater for students more effectively. Students in middle years have needs that are very different to students in other years of schooling. Researchers suggesting that catering for these needs is vital in keeping them engaged, yet it also seems that it is these needs that are the most often forgotten and least addressed in all students. So specific characteristics resulting from brain development and physical changes um, include greater impulsiveness and risk-taking, little ability to consider consequences and underdeveloped moral responsibility. So they experience difficulty in planning, time management, communication and recalling information as well as initiating tasks independently. So it's in this stage of development and specific needs, different to any other group, combined with the growing demand and focus on the skills in the workforce that motivated us to take this approach. Thank you, Jim. Um, so you've given us a background to that. What we're specifically focusing on today, I guess, is this notion of creativity in education too. So you've talked a little bit about creativity and critical thinking, but let's focus on creativity and how you specifically see it being fostered in this approach. And probably especially in light of the use of the word corporate, it's not necessarily um, associated traditionally with creativity. So is that you, Christine? No, this is Larry. Sorry, that's me. Yeah, look, that's, that's a great question. Um, and I, I guess the word corporate isn't usually seen as um, um, synonymous with creativity. Um, but I guess what we have done is um, taken, I, I guess, um, elements of the corporate world that, I guess, promote uh, project management, um, and it's specifically to be to, to do with teams. And so we're really, really looking at um, structures that will actually um, help teams to work well together. But I guess really make those 21st century skills really overt and really clear how the students actually um, take them on and how they actually practice them. So um, uh, as Tim had mentioned, one of those things that we have done is given them corporate roles. Um, uh, we've also given them things like arbitration um, forms and procedures, um, goal setting and time time uh, setting. So things like that that are borrowed from the corporate world, but as I said, it's, it's to, I guess, to grease the wheels of, of a team um, so they can actually um, move forward um, well. So I don't see it as, um, I guess, um, inhibiting creativity in that sense. I think it actually enhances it. Um, the roles, one of the roles, obviously, is 
the R&D manager. And so their explicit, um, I guess, uh, portfolio, if you want to call it that, is, is about actually encouraging creativity in the group, helping the group um, think through, you know, uh, lateral thinking, thinking why other ways that they can do things. So we really get them to, to make that a, a, um, a front and centre thing. Um, I guess the other thing that um, Tim also mentioned was benchmarks. And benchmarks are um, a, a way that we assess. Um, we basically have student um, set or student identified um, benchmarks and they're basically waypoints or and reflection points towards answering the driving question of, of this kind of PBL structure um, towards actually creating that um, authentic product at the end. So that um, those benchmarks are, um, basically allow the students to uh, go off in, in different ways as long as they can show that they're actually getting to those, those waypoints um, where they're going to be able to actually uh, complete that authentic project. Now this is different obviously to the more traditional assessments where um, you know they get a very formalised assessment that has learning goals, set criteria, exemplars, rubrics. And the research rates these highly but it's actually very narrow in its scope. Um, and they can actually start with creativity even though they actually end up with a nice end product. So the, the students with those benchmarks have the opportunity to, to go off in a different area as long as they can show that they're moving towards um, that, end, that end point. So um, we sort of feel that that um, actually helps um, them actually um, focus on, on creativity. Um, so as I said, I think that that, that word corporate is not, um, you know, not to sort of seem the traditional, traditional sense, but, but I guess using those things that the corporate world uses to, um, to give um, the opportunity for teams to, to move forward and to be creative. Excellent. Thank you very much, Tim. So we, this is obviously a STEAM podcast and we realise you're not specifically taking a STEAM approach, but we notice there are nevertheless shared principles that both approaches share. So there's that notion of hybridised and integrated learning programs. So Christy, I'm imagining this is you. What do you see as the value in this integrated approach to student learning? So I think that great things can happen when teachers break out of their individual content strengths and can collaborate across subjects. Integrated learning has been shown to increase children's understanding, their retention, their application of general concepts, overall comprehension um, and the development of different perspectives as well as um, life values. It helps students with their decision-making abilities, uh, helps them thinking critically and creatively and synthesising that knowledge. Um, this approach, it lends itself well uh, to our version, um, the assessment of 21st century skills because it promotes cooperative learning and a better attitude towards themselves as a learner and integration means that it's more meaningful in their classroom community. Uh, we all believe that we need to modernise the curriculum if we're going to be 21st century learners. Um, integrated learning pro programs are the best way to do that. Um, you can take any problem in the real world, especially in this century, and there's not one that you won't find that isn't interdisciplinary. Um, there's no such thing as a strictly science problem or a strictly math problem anymore. So if you are going to solve a problem in the real, real world, you must deal with lots of cross-subject applications, and that's what we do in integrated studies. Um, for example, if you're addressing an oil spill disaster, our kids should be able to apply a range of skills in different ways to address it. They'd need economic skills to estimate cleanup costs, scientific skills to predict the environmental damage, math skills to work out area of the um, sorry, math skills to work out the area of the oil spill, English skills to run awareness campaigns, 
and the lists are endless. So the integration possibilities within education are very exciting and very um, current for our learners and if they're going to be good 21st century learners. Um, that's how we build the bridges and connect it and pull it all together and that's what CAP21 does for our kids. Um, I honestly don't see a debate anymore as to whether to integrate or not. Um, I think in our system it's more about when and where we should be using those opportunities to use integrated learning. We're so grateful for your time and most of all for your commitment to your learners which has motivated you to step onto the road less travelled. If any of our listeners would like to know more about how Tim, Christy and Larry are implementing their corporate-based learning or CAP21 and how they have facilitated this step outside of traditional subject divisions into the enactment of dynamic and integrated learning projects, then you are most welcome to contact them on college at riverside.qld.edu.au. That's college at riverside.qld.edu.au. Thanks, Katie. That's been a fascinating insight into creativity and being creative with the idea of creativity and finding a way to make it best suit the learners. So thanks for sharing that story with us. Thanks, Ange, and thank you very much to our Riverside team. You've been fantastic. Absolutely. Thanks, team. Take care. Feeling inspired by the USQ STEAM in Action podcast? Why not join us in Term 4 for the STEAM in Practice workshops? These online sessions will build on the podcast by providing you with a range of interactive experiences and practice tools so you can use STEAM as a vehicle for integrating 21st century learning skills in meaningful and authentic ways in your primary or secondary classroom. Visit usq.edu.au forward slash educational dash engagement for more information. A project of USQ Springfield. 